Shalom, shalom, and welcome back to another exciting episode of our continuing Shiurim in the Sefer Lekut Moran. Today, we're going to break it down all the way back to the beginning of our Torah, the 10th Torah, that started with a Pusik. As is the custom of many Torahs in Likut Moran, the entirety of our learning, this 10th Torah, has been grounded in a singular Pusik. And the way that it's worked thus far in many of the Torahs is we'll start with the Pusik, almost as a header for the whole Torah, and then we'll learn these many ideas. Rabbi Nachman will weave together this beautiful tapestry and bring it all together at the end, relating all of these ideas back to the original verse that we started the Torah with. That's what's going to happen now. So Let's dive into this Pasuk and tie it all together. V'zeh perish, and this is the meaning of the following verse. Ve'ele ha-mishpatim asher tasim lifneihem. And these are the laws that you must place before them. That's our grounding verse. Now what does that mean? Here we go. Ki isa b'mechilta. As it says in the mechilta, asher tasim lifneihem, that idea of, that we'll place before them, that we should equate women and men regarding all the laws and, frankly, punishments of the Torah. Perish, this means, that all the judgments or laws that are in the Torah that need a sweetening, that need a type of divine mitigation obligate us to equate women and men. What does that mean? Hainu liyached, meaning to bring them together. There's a unification, kushabrichu, of the Almighty. So we're not simply talking about viewing men and women as the same, but rather to bring them together. And on the godly level, we're talking about the male attributes and the female attributes. These ideas are just the beginning of us starting an inkling of understanding of the Almighty. God is not male. God is not female. The Almighty is infinite, completely beyond the physical. But there is something called a unification. When these two aspects of the Almighty come together, there's a lot of power there and the possibility of sweetening of the judgments. Bringing together the two sides, kuchabrichu, the masculine side, ushchinte, and the shchina, the feminine side of the Almighty. Shehu bechines isha ve'ish, because this is the idea of women and men coming together, bechines Mordechai ve'ester, which is Mordechai and Esther. Mordechai is representing the kuchabrichu, the masculine side, and Esther is representing the feminine side, the shchina. So it seems that the simple understanding of the Mechilta is saying that we should recognize a certain equality when it comes to obligations of the Torah, both men and women. When Rabbi Nachman is reading Dinim, he's not saying obligations of the Torah, but rather when you hushvu, you bring them together, you equate them, meaning bring the masculine side together with the feminine side, so that's what's going to sweeten all of the judgments. This represents itself on a physical level as well. The Gemara tells us that Mordechai and Esther married, that husband and wife came together. There was that ultimate unification of both male and female. Vezeperish, and this is what's meant, the explanation for ve'ele, that word and these. What is that? Kol makom shenemar ve'ele, anywhere where it says ve'ele in the Torah. Mosif ala rishonim, it's adding on to something that came before it. Those are words from the Medrash. Bechinas tosefes v'ribui. This addition is referring to making bigger, 
and expanding. Bechinas Gaiva. This expansion is connected to Gaiva, to this terrible level of haughtiness, of self-ego that's built that we were learning about earlier. The expansion and addition, expansion and addition to my ego is building a terrible trajectory that we learned about earlier. Avodah which is connected to Avodah Zara. Like the Pazak says, It's not because of your multitudes, your plentiness, that God embraced you. So he's explaining this verse is not letting us know simply a commentary about numbers, but rather that your gaiva, your ego or haughtiness, is not what brings you closer to the Almighty. And this is the idea of Mosif al-Rishonim. What does that mean when the Mechilta says Mosif al-Rishonim? Adding on to the original every time we see the word Ve'ele. Shehu b'chines Haman Amalek. That this is the idea of Haman, which is Amalek, this terrible nation that we have a mitzvah to destroy. Kemoshakasiv, like it says in the verse, Reishis Goyim Amalek. That the first of the nations was Amalek. The first for what? The first to attack the Jewish people. We just got out of Mitzrayim. There were miracles. The sea split. The Egyptians were drowned. The man fell. All kinds of incredible nisim that, that God provided for us. People heard. The word spread. At that moment, there was a respect for the Jewish people. And then comes Amalek to pop that balloon. They were the first of the nations to come and attack and mess with the Jewish people. This attack, this cooling off, this desire to wipe out the Jewish people is one and the same with Haman. Haman was Amalek. Vitikuno. And its fix is, meaning after Amalek pops this balloon, how do we make this fix? How do we build the Jewish people back? Back to our Pasuk. Hamishpatim. That word, the laws. What's going on here? Bechinas Ruach. This is the idea of the Ruach, the wind or the spirit. Kemoshakasiv. Like the Pasuk says, Nishayahu. The verse begins, and for the Ruach of Judgment, and it ends to them to turn back to battle. This Ruach of Judgment, this spirit of the laws, referring to the laws of our Torah. And to achieve that, we need to turn back to battle. Whenever we see this word, milchama, battle, war, it should be a trigger for a number of things. One, it could be the battle with the Yetzir Hara, the milchemes Yetzir, the battle that we have with our evil inclination every day. It also could be, say some of the commentaries in Lekutim Maran, the battle that is Torah learning Bechevrusa, learning with a study partner where I'm calling out what I think is the understanding and they're calling back their understanding and we fight it out to try to figure out what is the emes, what is the truth of the text that we're learning right now. And through this ruach, through the back and forth, the winds of the battle that we're waging, we're able to sweeten the judgments, we're able to break that ego and break any type of avodas elilim, worship of foreign gods, as we learned about before. And through this, if we're able to do this, then like the verse says, that will be placed before them. What does that mean? That we're now equating women and men regarding all of the judgments of the Torah. Most specifically, we're speaking about sweetening divine judgments. 
Because as long as there is idolatry in the world, there is a godly anger and judgment in the world. And through this spirit that we learned about earlier, the Ruach, we're able to unify those two aspects of the Almighty, which correspond to Esther and Mordechai, and will sweeten the judgments, will mitigate divine decrees, and then we'll get rid of any remnants of the divine anger. And here it is. We're going to break it down and sum up our understanding of this Pasuk. This is the rule. That through connection to the tzaddik, the righteous person of your generation, which is the concept of ruach. Remember, the tzaddik is the isha shel ruach bo, the person who has this spirit in them. Is aver kel acher that we get rid of other gods, kfiris and heresy. And then through this ruach, through this spirit comes dancing and clapping. And through the righteous person, who is the concept of the spirit, will elevate the legs, meaning the legs are going to come up and down. They're going to start dancing. And will reveal the light of the hands, Venis Rabbeha Muna, and will multiply Emuna, will build faith, like we saw above. And this is why it's written about Yosef, that he is Tzadik. We call Yosef, Yosef HaTzadik. He's the only one of Avosenu that we call Tzadik. Avram is Avinu, Yitzchak Avinu, Moshe Rabbeinu. Yosef is the only one who is called HaTzadik, the righteous. That no person will lift their hands or their feet in Mitzrayim without permission. If you recall, Yosef was part of the royalty, part of the kingdom, the leadership of Egypt. He called the shots. Without Yosef, no one's moving a hand or a foot. That Yosef is this concept of the righteous. Without Yosef, the tzaddik, it's impossible to lift up or raise your hands or your feet. So the verse isn't only talking about actions that people did in Mitzrayim, but also the way that we are clapping and dancing to mitigate divine judgment. We need the tzaddik involved. We need the Yosef tzaddik. Beginning the final section of paragraph 10, Vahine, and behold, Miklal Hadvarimata Shemeha. From all of this you heard and you can understand. The revealed Torah corresponds to the hands. And the hidden Torah corresponds to the legs. This corresponds to Mordechai and Esther. And even though the hidden is higher than the revealed, in any event, the revealed Torah, the aspect of the revealed Torah, is found in a higher place than that of the hidden Torah. Torah's nister, the hidden Torah, refers to the legs, that's closer to the ground. And the revealed Torah is talking about the hands, that's higher up. Dehainu hayadayim, namely the hands. 
the nister beraglayin, and the hidden Torah is the legs. Shehilamata miyadayim, which are below the hands. Va'enyin amoik. This concept is very deep. Ach hua inyin shikasa bezohar. That this idea is written in the Zohar. Tanayim b'shokayin. The Tanayim, the authors of the Mishnah, are like the legs, and the Amorayim, the later authors, mostly of the Gemara, are the hands. And even though the Tanayim are higher than the Amorayim, the later sages, their position is physically lower than the position of the Amorayim. V'chein neviim uksuvim, and this is also true with the prophets in the writings, k'var mavoyer al zateretz. And an answer has already been explained. What is that answer? The Lakute Moran itself does not tease it out. Some of the commentaries talk about many different aspects. Some that bring in ideas from the Tikkun Zohar. Those ideas are a little bit beyond the scope of this shear. But one that I did want to bring in is the idea of the Tanayim, the authors of the Mishnah, and the Amorayim, the authors of the Gemara. When they come together to make our Talmud, that's called Yichud Kutsha Brichu that ultimate coming together of man and woman, that ultimate unification of all that is good and holy in this world. Like we learned, Mordechai and Esther, hands, feet, hands coming together themselves to make that koyach, to make that power that has the ability to sweeten divine judgments. We're going to pause here. I look forward to finishing this Torah next time. Wishing everyone a beautiful day.